Hi, my name is Sally Myers. I'm a principal at C. Myers Corporation. Hi, my name is Brian McHenry, and I am a principal at C. Myers as well, and welcome to C. Myers Live. Yep, and today we're going to talk about what we're hearing thriving CEOs are laser focused on for 2024, some of the habits that they already have, but they're going to up the ante on these habits. Most people are looking toward 2024 as a challenging year, and 2023 was a challenging year. Going into 2024, there's a, several things going on simultaneously. There are pressures on financial institutions' budgets because the cost of funds is high. At the same time, there's massive and rapid changes and advancements, as you could call them, in technology, including the opportunities and the threats of AI. And on top of that, people, employees, and consumers, many of them are feeling pressure, uh, which adds to the complexity of running a successful organization. And so as we go through these habits, these are the ones that Many thriving CEOs, they already eat, breathe, and live these habits, but they're going to make sure that they are laser focused on these. And the top one is the overriding priority to develop their to develop their leadership team. The focus here then is really in focusing on the development of their leadership teams. What they're recognizing is that does not stop. Even when there are all these, as you mentioned, Sally, all these environmental factors happening that are ramping up the pressure, they are relentlessly focused on the fact that their teams have to continue to develop, not only just to keep up with, but also stay ahead of what's happening in the environment. And so some of the things that they're focusing on are ensuring that there's an appropriate level of critical thinking at the leadership level. At the same time with the critical thinking, because critical thinking often can be, you know, more of a like, well, let's let's dig into that, maybe understand some of the risk side or what can go wrong. They want the critical thinking to be balanced with the opportunity creation as well. So how do we balance and I'll say maybe first not overweight the risk, rather balance the risk also with the opportunity, think critically about both, but also not short sight or shortchange ourselves and be short sighted on what could be out there from an opportunity perspective. So that's, you know, some of the, I'll say the skill development, competency development focus that they're having. They're also stepping back and making sure that the the, uh, success, the objectives for the leadership team are clearly defined. And I wanna distinguish between organizational objectives, because we're gonna touch on that in a moment here, and objectives for the leadership team. This is more when it comes to the leadership team, what they're focused on is more around how successful is the team, the leadership team at building capacity rather than so much of their individual production. Often as leaders move up, what they find is there's less individual production and more capacity building, and that's more key to success. And sometimes they struggle with that. So these CEOs, as you said, Sally, They're revving this up. They're going to be laser focused on this part and being very clear for their teams because they know it's critical for the organization's success next year. Absolutely, because if they're they're focused on building the capacity, then that leaves the leadership team free to be able to elevate that critical thinking and elevate that uh, strategic thinking and making sure that as they're doing that, they're acting uh, strategically as well. 
So get out of the production, let the people that you hire and pay do the production, which then again, like I said, elevates the, the leadership team and what's necessary for the leadership team to do. Um, and so then that leads to uh, another thing where CEOs that, that are really thriving and, and embracing the challenge and the excitement of, of this environment, they are diligent at taking time to think strategically. And what, well, what does that look like? You know, it's, it's hard to say, okay, well, I'm going to strategically think on demand. <laughs> sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, but you won't have a chance unless you schedule time. So what some CEOs do is they schedule the time. Don't bother me in this time. I'm going to think strategically. And, and then also they have the scheduled time, but they have the ad hoc time. Taking breaks, going, looking at nature, going for walks, taking time to slow down and think about what could be in the future. So again, diligent time on that. What they do then is, as they're spending time thinking strategically, structured, unstructured, however that is, they're also prioritizing then. As they're having the ideas, the strategic thoughts, then they're coming back. The way we can, we like to talk about this a little bit, because it's a it's just kind of a fun play on words, is, all right, I've, I've done this strategic thinking. When Once I, I've done that, what now, in terms mm-hmm. of priority, what later, and what never? And on that last piece, I want to just clarify that a little bit when we say what never because that can mean a lot of different things one the what never can be what are things that we will never sacrifice core values that we have as an organization business model setups that we have things like that that are pretty fundamental that you don't want to sacrifice at the same time what never can also be really helpful because in prioritizing there are things that organizations leaders ceos do need to say no to and although the play on words is what never, it might be, yeah, this is not we're, this is not something that we would prioritize in the next five years. This might be the five to 10 year horizon, which is where it feels like the what never. But continuing to, while you're thinking strategically, Sally, you said also acting strategically. Well, mm-hmm. part of that is taking the thinking and prioritizing what are you going to do with it? And that really then, I'll say, connects into the next habit, which is, being relentless about clearly identifying the objectives and desired outcomes that you're looking for as an organization. And what this does then is it helps ensure that the teams are driving in the same direction and it creates, it can help create then more success because the time being spent by the team, the time being spent by the organization and with budgets being so tight next year, this is really critical, is all very productive, effective and moving in the direction you wanna go. And this can actually then build more trust in the organization because people have a better idea or more clarity on what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And then seeing the success that comes from that because things are so clearly articulated throughout the organization. Yeah, and and the objectives and the impact, you know, the desired impact, if you achieve the objective, those two, as you said, go hand in hand. And this is not to say that you, you can't change your mind on your objectives. You create the objectives and the desired impact with your best thinking, but you understand that the world changes. But if everybody is driving in the same direction and that does, like you said, it builds trust and it, it also then builds the the ability to do more in an organization 
which then breeds more success. I want to circle back on the identified objectives and desired impact. Sally, can you just, I think sometimes the, the desired impact, the focus is so much on the outcomes. Can you just talk about that a little bit more? Well, sometimes you don't know what the desired impact is. Mm -hmm. You know you need to move in a certain direction, but it's hard to articulate that desired impact. So sometimes what you can do is what you're creating, maybe you want to create new behaviors or new habits within your organization to change up your DNA. Mm -hmm. So if you're not real clear on the desired impact in the end, then another way to go about it is if you understand the objective, then you can look at and maybe monitor and express the change in behavior that you want to have throughout the organization to eventually lead you to be able to articulate a desired impact. The next habit that we're, we're hearing a lot about is really CEOs making space. And by that, what we mean in making space is they embrace the fact that they don't know the answer. And they're okay with that. They're not feeling the pressure of having to have an answer for every question, every challenge, every opportunity that presents itself. They're okay with it. The yeah. reason they're okay is they know, CEOs know that they can figure it out and they know their team can figure it out. And if they can't, they know what to do in order to go get the resources to figure it out. And that's a really key piece in being okay and embracing that they don't have the answers, they know they'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 confident that they're competent to figure it out. Can't lose that trust in yourself. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then again, these are not all the habit thriving CEOs are going to be laser focused on. We're just gonna, you know, we're just covering a few. The last one that we're gonna cover is they develop create and use a common language within their organization. In doing so, it builds capacity for sound decision making faster, which then again leads feels successful, which leads to more success. And so one example of a common language is decision making authority. Yeah, so on the decision making authority, you know, very very straightforward but thinking of decisions in terms of level one, level two, and level three decisions, and think of this as a continuum, not so much a, a firm structure. But level one are decisions that someone can make and they don't have to bring it to you as a leader. They just make them and they move on. Level two decisions are decisions that maybe one of your employees makes, but they come to you afterwards and tell you that they made it gives you an opportunity to debrief, hear their thinking, and then move on from there. They still made the decision. Note that piece, but they're letting you know that they made the decision. And a level three decision is they don't make that decision without you. Now you'll calibrate this as you go on. There, eventually, as you're working with people and they're coming with you and like, hey, you know, I wanna make this decision. You say, that's a level one. You don't need to come to me for that anymore. There are sometimes there can be level one or level two where you say, hey, that was a level three decision. You actually needed to come to me and, and not make that decision on your own. But again, you can constantly be calibrating that. And as you're building capacity and you're using that common language, it does lead to faster decisions because now you're able to delegate with accountability and responsibility even more throughout the organization. So you get those sound decisions that you talked about, Sally. 
and it's happening faster and the decisions are happening closer to where the quote unquote action is because someone knows they can make that decision and they understand then where do they need to check in or where can they not make the decision and they need to just step back and come to you and say, here's where we're at. This is a decision point. Yes. And the the CEOs that use this and the leadership teams that use this, it's not just them using the language, but it's also the employees using the language and, and asking, do mm-hmm. I need to come back to you uh, on this type of decision anymore? Or is this now a level one decision? And that's part of the calibration that you were talking about. So an- another common language is if you think of a target and in the target, of course, in the center is the bullseye and it is not necessary to hit the bullseye every minute of every day on every single initiative. So developing your common language around a target. Yeah, so you can think of it as where do we, because there are some decisions where you'll say, no, we want to hit the bullseye. Mm -hmm. We're going to take that time and that effort. And then there are other times where it's like, no, let's, again, using that that idea, like there are some, let's be excellent here. Mm -hmm. A lot more decisions can be excellent than need to be in the bullseye. And then where do we want to be good? And then where do we want to be just okay and be okay with being just okay on some of these? And that filtering can also be really helpful in making sound decisions faster because you're spending the appropriate amount of time, effort, and delegating the decisions throughout the organization. Yeah. And if you if you develop your language around this, it's also a significant stress reducer because otherwise, if you're used to being, if you're, you know, a bunch of perfectionists and everything has to be perfect, that puts a lot of pressure on every single person in the organization. So that target, that visual is an excellent way to communicate. And as Brian said, make sound decisions faster in the organization. I'm adding reduce the stress in the organization. Yeah, which is which is so critical because there's so much stress <laughs> happening already anyways. Right. You know, where where can you remove the unnecessary or the manufactured stress? And this is one of the ways in which you can do that. Yeah, I know. And just in a lot of the leadership courses that we do, I can't tell you how many times I hear. I just wish everything wasn't at a level 10. Yeah. You know, and everything can't be a level 10. That's not the way we can live for a long period of time. Anyway, these are just a few habits that thriving CEOs say they're going to be laser focused on in 2024. They've already had the habit, but they know that they need to be extra focused to not lose these habits. We hope this was helpful. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.